Hello, and thank you for joining us for the Hatchbend Apostolic Church web broadcast. In our society today, some, and yes, sadly, maybe even most, question the value of preaching in their lives. But we still believe what Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. In essence, Paul preached that God has chosen the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. And so that's why we still place such a high value on the preached word of God in agreement to the scripture. And so now I'd like to thank you again for joining us for a message from the pulpit of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. Come on, let's worship the Lord. Let's lift our hands up to the Lord just now. I believe God is about to lift a roof off of this place and bless someone's life. In the name of Jesus right now. In the name of Jesus right now, God. In the name of Jesus right now, God. Lord, we love you, God. You are worthy, God. You are worthy in this house today. Lord, we worship you, God. I'm so thankful for the spirit that we feel in this place today. So very indebted to the spirit of God that we feel in this house just now. How man could come and die for us. That nothing we ever do could ever repay the very things that he has done for us today. If you will with me turn to Luke 4 and 18. I know we have been through quite a few announcements today and awards, and but I just feel like the Lord has spoke to me earlier this week about this topic. I feel before we leave this house, we are going to carry something out of here where lives will be changed, that your life will be changed today, that your life will be changed. So when you leave this place, you may affect others. Amen. Amen. Luke 4 and 18, and the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives and recovering of the sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised. Luke 9 and 1 says this. Then he called his 12 disciples together and gave them power and authority over a few. Some. No, the Bible says he gave them all devils, authority over all the devils and to cure Diseases, all diseases. And he sent them to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. Mark 3 and 14 says, And he adorned, ordained 12 that they should be with him, and that we that he might send them forth to preach, and to have power to heal sickness, and to cast out devils. In Acts 1 and 1, we go back to what the quizzers done last year and quoted these scriptures. I heard this quit, this verse more than any verse I heard all last year. And it was Acts 1 and 1. And the former treaties have I made. Oh, Theophilus. Of all that Jesus began to both do and teach 
until the day in which he was taken up. After that, he though through the Holy Ghost had given commandments unto the apostles whom he had chosen. I want you to look to your neighbor and say, this is us. This is us. I wonder now if you just reach over to your and begin to pray. God, right now, Lord, we are so unworthy, God. Of the very power, God. It is safe to say that the presence of God is in this house just now. But with a hand clap of praise in you as you're seated, just begin to thank him for what you feel right now. Thank you, Lord. 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 about to pour my spirit upon these people. In my name I will cast out devils. I'm going to pour out my spirit so we can reach this world in the name of Jesus.
when the Lord started speaking to me this earlier in the week, I had no idea just the presence of God that would be in this place. But this is absolute confirmation of what God is about to do in this house. What he is about to do in this house. In these scriptures, Jesus Christ boldly declares to be the Messiah. And the fulfillment of Isaiah 61, 1 and 2 as he is defined to be the very good news. In Isaiah 61 and 2 says, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord hath anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison. And to them that are bound to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all that mourn. All that mourn. When Jesus done exactly what he said he would do. Heal the sick. Cause the blinded eye to be open. Deliver those that had been vexed with the devil. And fill those that need peace that were in mourn and helping the hurting. Then Jesus passed his ministry to the very disciples. Before he left, he said, he went in communion with them. And I want to read this once again. Luke 9 and 1 says this. Then he called his 12 disciples together and gave them power and authority over all devils and to cure all diseases and he sent them to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick Mark 16, 17 and 18 and these signs shall follow them that believe in my name shall they cast out devils they shall speak with new tongues brother Chris quoted this scripture last week They shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall, not maybe, not if you win the lottery, not if you're playing a bingo game and you get lucky, but you shall recover. These signs... I want to tell you something. If you need the Holy Ghost, it's going to happen today. Today. It's going to happen today. If you need a healing in your body, it can happen today. There are many books about healing. We're not talking about going on a special diet that can heal you because I hate diets. Man, I hate them. So we're not going to talk about that today. We're not talking about getting on a plane and flying over to Africa and drinking some water and getting a healing. We're not even talking about turning on your favorite preacher on TV and ordering a bottle of that garbage and getting a healing. We're talking about Claiming the name of Jesus 
over your very body. I have come on the authority of the word of God, which boldly declares in the Old and the New Testament that God said in Exodus, I am the God that healeth thee. If it's ever in question, and someone says, well, they only healed in the Old, or in the New Testament. They know they healed in the Old Testament too. They healed in the Old Testament. Psalms 1 and 3 and 3 says, Who hath forgiven all of our, thine iniquities? Who healeth all thy diseases? Psalms 147 says, He healeth the broken hearteth and bindeth up thy wounds. If you are here today and you're broken hearted, if you are here and hurt and pierced, if you need peace in your life, God is here to deliver you in the name of Jesus Christ. Before you leave here today, you can be healed physically, mentally, and emotionally. Can you clap your hands to the Lord? Can you shout with a voice of joy in your heart and in your voice? Isaiah 53 and 5 says, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of peace was upon him and with his stripes, we are healed. We are healed. We are healed. Rejoice. You may say, why are you rejoicing? I'm so thankful what God is about to do. I'm so very thankful for what God is about to do in this place. You may say, well, you don't know what the devil's done to me this past week. You don't know what kind of hell I have been through this week. Satan, we want you to know we have come to praise and worship the name of the Lord in HAC today. We have come to lift up his name. The old saying is true. When the devil keeps reminding us of our past, we must, we must remind him of his future. When we remind him we need to remind him this. There's only going to be one angel. One. That is going to throw you into the eternal pit of fire. The apostles brought miracles. Peter said, by his stripes we are healed. Paul said, we are built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets. With Jesus Christ being our very chief cornerstone. Listen to this. Jesus performed miracles. The apostles performed miracles. The church performed miracles. And today God is going to perform miracles in this place. I said today, today, God is going to perform miracles in this place. How many believe that with me? Hallelujah. I believe God has come to heal in this house today.
believe God has come to fill someone with speaking with other tongues. Full of the Holy Ghost. Full of the Holy Ghost. In the closing hour, in the end time, you will hear of this man called the Antichrist that will perform miracles and call down fire from heaven. Oh yes, oh yes, I'm not misquoting anything. Revelations 13 and 3 says, And he doeth great wonders, so that he maketh fire come down from heaven and on earth in the sight of men. Revelation 16 and 14 says, For they are spirits of devils working miracles, which go forth unto the kings of the earth and of the whole earth to gather them to battle of that great day, God Almighty. Let me tell you, if you believe that there's an antichrist that can bring fire from heaven and believe he'll be able to heal and perform miracles, if the devil's crew can perform miracles, my God is far greater. My God is far greater than Satan. Jesus Christ can heal your body and save your very soul and set you free here today. He can give you victory on what have you bound. Can we clap our hands unto the Lord? I am talking about a great God today. Brother Soto quoted a scripture, uh, quote yesterday and he just felt like it's not scripture but it's truth. He says uh, the church needs the revelation of letting God be God. Let God be God. And then he goed on and went on and said We are the containers of miracles. Containers of miracles. In the beginning of the church age, Acts 2 and 43 says, And many wonders and signs were done by the apostles. In Acts 3, they performed the very first miracle. Peter and John were on their way to the temple to pray where they, a man stooped by a man that sat by a gate every day for alms. The Bible said that he had been lame from his, Mary's, uh, his mother's womb since she had carried him. This man went there daily with no response but money, calling for alms. And Peter and John so aptly said in Acts 3 and 6 and 8, he said, silver and gold have I none. But such as I have, I give to thee. You have something. You have something that God has given you. And he said, in the name of Jesus Christ, rise up and walk. He took him by his right hand and lifted him up. And his ankles, his ankle bones received strength. And he went leaping. And he walked with them to the temple, leaping and praising God. Walking and leaping and praising God. Anybody in here has ever had a miracle? A healing in their life? When did you lose your jump? 
When did you lose your praise between then and now? God has blessed us so very much that when we gather in this place, we should just come. Not to be cheerleaded, but to be able to lift up the name of Jesus. When we lay in our closets like my wife was talking about this morning and pray before the Lord, we should be able to come boldly with no hesitation of where we are coming to, but letting God speak to us and be able to lift our hands and rejoice and saying, thank you God for what you are going to do through me today. You see, we gather at these prisons week to week and we're, we're liable not to ever know what's getting ready to happen there. Ever. Now, I don't know what in your mind you may have. You may think we walk in there and there's guards on that corner, that corner, that corner and they're carrying AK-47s. That's not it. Most of the time, we're lucky to have a chaplain. And, and most of the time, I'm glad there's not one in there. But we walk in there with the authority and the power of God that he is about to shake that very place loose. We know when we leave there that them men will still be behind bars, but our burden is that God will create a revival in that place. That God will stir them souls. That they'll be able to speak to their mamas and their daddies and them guards. That God will move through them. That God will do something great through them, not for us, but for them to further this kingdom. You may have been told that the word of God told that the apostles was the last ones to do that, to perform miracles. Acts 8 and 6 says, And the people were with one accord, having heed those things which Philip spake, hearing and see the miracles which he did. Say this with me. Philip was not an apostle. If God can use Philip, then God can use you to perform the miracles, signs, and wonders and the glory that he has created for us. There was a man named Stephen that was not an apostle. But the word of God says Stephen was full of faith and power. Acts 6 and 8 says this, that he did great wonders and miracles among the people. Stephen was not an apostle. I may not understand everything, but I know this one thing. God can use me. God can use me. When I received the Holy Ghost, I didn't know what the next step was, but I said, God, I want to be your mouthpiece. I want to be used by you, God. I want to help the hurting. I want to help those that need you most, God. I want to help you. I had no idea 20 years later I'd be in a prison somewhere speaking to prisoners. 
I had no idea I'd be able to lay hands on some that I've laid hands and they'd stand up and walk and God touched their bodies. But God, I wanted to be a mouthpiece for you. I wanted to be used by you. A desire is not something he just gave me beyond anybody else. When you receive the Holy Ghost, he gave you a desire to want to serve him. But we are to reach beyond our walls. I can promise you I've seen more miracles. And God, move on more bodies than just the church house. God has used me beyond the church house. God has used me outside of these walls more than anywhere. And he can use you. He will use you. Claim it. I'm going to be used. Lift your hands and say, I'm going to be used. God is going to use me. I don't understand everything he does. But I know God's power. You know God's power. I'm going to tell you something. If you need the Holy Ghost today, God's going to fill you. If you need healing in your body, God's going to touch you. But I want you to write this down. I want you to write this down when God touches your body. I want you to write it down. And when God fills you, I want you to write it down. Because we do live in a busy world. We do forget. We do get busy. But you need, may need to go to that paper sometime in your Bible and say, oh man, I remember when he did this. I remember when he did this. Oh, I, re- I remember that day he filled me with the Holy Ghost. Let me tell you something, that man right there preached me to the altar every chance he got. But he wasn't very lucky at it. Man of faith right there, I promise you. If anybody could bring me to the altar, I was like, I ain't going. I ain't going. I fought it every chance I got. I ain't going. I ain't doing it. I've seen that man pray for the dead and they rise up. And I'd say, I ain't going. I ain't going. I'm not going to that altar. Because I knew once God filled me that he was going to use me. And I'm telling you, if you are filled today, he wants to use you. Michael Cockett, if you want the Holy Ghost today, God's going to fill you. Even if you want the Holy Ghost, he's going to fill you. Those that need the Holy Ghost in this place, he is going to fill you. I said he's going to fill you. It may not take me laying my hands on you. I feel faith in this place. If you need the Holy Ghost, you lift your hands right now. If something's there to distract that person that needs the Holy Ghost, you get that, you help them right now. I don't want you laying hands on them. 
I want you to lift your hands and begin to thank God for what he's going to do right now. I don't want nobody praying for you yet. Hold on. Hold on just a minute. I don't want nobody praying for you. I just want you to lift your hands and worship the Lord. That's it. If you need the Holy Ghost, I want you to come up here. Come on. I don't want nobody touching them. In the name of Jesus right now, you fill her, Lord God, with the speaking in other tongues, Lord. You touch her, Lord. I'm not here to embarrass nobody. Hold on, 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 just a minute, hold on. Y'all ready? I, I want y'all to listen to something real quick. Just real quick. You keep praying, just listen. This man right here, he's a plumber that works for me. His name is Wayne Gardner. God is about to touch someone's life right now. Man, that's a good looking hunk on the left there, I'll tell you what. Wayne Gardner had worked for me for years. Great, great plumber. I went to a job and lined him up on a job one morning, about 7.30 in the morning. I left that place not knowing what was about to happen to my life or his. I get a phone call about 20 minutes, pulled out of the driveway. They said Wayne had fell over dead on the job. The ambulance showed up in a helicopter, with us a helicopter. They landed, just hoping to do something. They flew him to a hospital about 20 minutes north of where I was at at the time. And I said, when they called me, I said, it was one of his helpers. I said, I'm on my way. Did y'all call his wife? Yeah, 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 yeah. We called him. We took care of that. I got to the hospital before anybody got there. I have a bad habit of that sometimes. I walk in. Wayne Gardner here, no, no, he, 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 he's being life flighted. They said he has a slight beat, but they're not expecting him to make it. They came in through the emergency room, and by that time his wife came in. I seen the fear on her face. The fear on her face, not knowing what was getting ready to happen. The doctor came out after doing a small exam. He said, I'm, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to say. Because Wayne has had a stroke and it went to his brain. And the only chance he may have if we do surgery right now and let go of the clock, but he is never, ever going to be able to walk again. Wayne is not going to be able to talk again. 
Wayne will just be in a vegetable state. I sat there knowing that God could heal him. It's those times that your life you just seem to not know what's going on really. But you know you still have the favor of God in your life. By then the kids had showed up. They gathered them all to a room. The doctor says they were walking gathering in this room. There was probably 15 of them. The doctor says, you, are you family? I said, no, I'm not. I said, I'm, I'm his boss. And the, uh, by then I, one, another one of my superintendents showed up. And the, and the wife says, well, let them come on. They're very close. And we are, me and Wayne's good friends. This was, so we go in there, and the doctor says, look, the clot is, is much worse than we thought. When we do surgery, there is a chance that he's going to die on the table because the blood had built up so much that he could die. That lady, his wife just sat there crying, what are we going to do? That man right there is a hardest working man I've ever met in my life. He is a hard worker. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? My superintendent, he's standing next to me. We're just in a circle. Just We didn't know what to say at this point. You know, Like I said, I just knew God was in our favor. And my superintendent says, pray, Bobby, pray. Man, that has nothing to do with church. Pray, Bobby, pray. I said, I feel like we need to pray. Can we just join hands? We're just going to pray. And to tell you we was just cutting a rug? No. Matter of fact, the whole time I was praying, his wife was over there. But I said, it's your authority, God. It's in your hands, God. But I believe you can heal him. I kept saying that. I left, I hugged his wife, we left. That next morning, it was really early. My father-in-law called me. He says, Bobby, I just, I don't know, I just feel like you need to go by there and see him. It's not like him, man. He's a, he's a pretty work, good workhorse, man. He'll get what he can out of you. I said, okay. I went to that hospital room and the doctor says, now, look, he, he's here. He's not going to know you. Pipes all in his mouth laid there. They said he's, his, his right body's completely paralyzed, completely paralyzed. They said there is some blood flow on his left side. I walked into that room. His wife was by his bedside. His daughter said again, he's never going to walk again. It was just like... Doubt. Doubt. I went over there and laid my hands on Wayne. I, I just said, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And Wayne took his right hand and put his right hand in mine. The hand that's paralyzed. The hand that's paralyzed. 
he looked at me and just kind of sat there. We left. I'd like to tell you he jumped right out of that bed right then and said it was it was a move of God all in that Holy Ghost room. I mean, it filled the place. The next day, I didn't even call Joel. I said, I'm going to go back by there. I just went on down there. I walked in his room where he was laying. <laughs> Where's he at? Oh, Wayne, Wayne, Wayne got discharged this morning. I said he got discharged. Yeah, they, you just missed him. Him and he just walked right out of here. And I said he walked. He walked out of here. I promise you, I'm not evangelistically speaking right now either. This is the truth, if it ever was the truth. She said, "Yeah, he walked right out of here." She says, "That's a stubborn guy right there." Let me tell you. We're supposed to put them out of here in a, in a wheelchair once they've been in here. And he says, oh no, oh no. I'm not going in that wheelchair. Wayne comes by every couple months now. Wayne walks very good. Wayne has no problem while he drives to the shop. Wayne's talking could be better. But he does talk. He was in my office last week. This is a picture before he was in my office last week and he said, he gets so excited about how God healed him. He does. When he gets excited, it's, it's like he can't, can't, it can't catch up. But he, he says, paper, paper. He says, thank you for praying for me. I want to tell you today, you don't know when you're going to be needed. But God is about to move in this house right now. Right now. So when you lift your hands just now, all that will come, please. All that will come. All that will come. All that will come. Those that's had a touch in their body before. I want you to lay hands on those that need healing right now. Those that need the Holy Ghost right now, I want you to lay hands on them and believe God is about to fill them with the Holy Ghost by the authority and the power in the This message has been brought to you today by the media ministry of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. We pray that it's ministered to you in some way, and we'd like to take this opportunity to invite you to join us in service here at Hatchbend Apostolic. Our Sunday services begin at 10 a.m. and our Wednesday night service at 7.30 p.m. For any more information or to speak with our ministry staff, please feel free to call our church office at 386-935-2806 or you can visit the contact link here on our website. 
Again, thank you for listening, and we pray God's richest blessings on you and your family.